This podcast is brought to you by Vinzero. Vinzero pioneers solutions and services to the AEC and manufacturing industries to support net zero targets. Visit vinzero.com to learn more about how organisations design, build and solve through digitalisation. From Vinzero to you, welcome to our Think Future podcast series. Each week we'll share conversations with industry leaders from around the world to find out how they're thinking future. Subscribe to Vinzero Think Future for access to more episodes, interviews and profiles. Karen Chauvin is a tailings risk and impact management specialist and CEO of Enviro Integration Strategies, a geological engineer with 25 years of experience in mine waste management. Karen supports executives in improving practices and making proactive, safer decisions and encouraging out-of-the-box thinking and team collaboration to build and advance change. Her company, Enviro Integration Strategies, is sparking a mine waste revolution focused on reducing the risk of costly and dangerous mining waste failures. She joins us today to share how they are increasing safety and reducing risks for the mining industry. Welcome to the program, Karen. It's great to be here. I'm glad you've uh, connected with me today. Karen, you have spent the last decade working to solve critical mining waste risk challenges by bringing together data, information and people to lead transformational change, which resulted in the co-development of a software solution. Can you tell us a little about your journey? I spent uh, about 25 years working in the mining sector and most of that time focused around mine waste management. It was a good stint in there where I explored more sustainability broad-based themes, but still a lot of attention paid on waste. And what I can tell you about mining and mine waste management is that like in the past and even now, there are very few opportunities to develop a mine without drawing on non-economical resources, which most people will call mine waste. And mine wastes pose the greatest levels of risk that we face within mining and the owners have so many different things they need to consider in managing those waste risks because they have such a potential for failure and failure in many different ways. They last forever. We're building landforms, uh, new landforms, and we need to be able to make sure those stay stable and strong over the long term. So, you know, for us, managing wastes are a critical piece of the puzzle and we need to understand the risks of those and where they come from, but preferably we really should try to do something better with that material. There were a few years ago, a number of really big failures and I had spent some time away from mine waste management details and that sustainability realm, as I mentioned, and these failures drew me back in because there's not a lot of people who specialize in this area and they just knew we needed to do more things about it and i was lucky enough to get to work with a company called agnico eco mines they're the third largest gold producer in the world and they wanted to develop a risk evaluation solution something that they could use to evaluate all of their infrastructure around the world and then be able to actively see where they had gaps in their risk management processes and then take actions to address those So we joined together to create this solution, Uh, became a collaboration of sorts, and we built it in Excel, at least at the start, got it all functional and tested on all their infrastructure, 
And then we decided to build it into software to make it something more sustainable and something that um, could be more easily used by other companies around the world. So they helped us build it. Uh, they helped us test it, validate it. Um, we've been adding new features and now we've taken it out to market. So how does the software solution you've developed help to mitigate mining waste? So the software is a semi-quantitative process where we ask a number of uh, questions that uh, the evaluator will rate every single criteria based on the quality of work done and how rigorous the work was and was it the right work done to actually understand and assess the risks or to mitigate those risks, depending on which of the criteria they are. So we go through this full list of criteria, assess the qualities, and then there's a calculation in the background which um, correlates between this quality of work and the probability for failure. And some of the information it draws in is the data from actual quantitative modeling. So in a nutshell, we end up getting a risk rating for every single facility that we uh, evaluate, and then we we can plot it out on a single graph, all of the portfolio in one, and companies can then see which ones pose the highest level of risk and where they need to drill into the information to find the details, they can do that. That helps them plan mitigative uh, actions and they, they can prioritize all those things. So what are the key differences between the mining sector and other sectors when it comes to addressing waste? So generally speaking, all sites are unique. All mine sites are unique. Everything about them are different because the climate, the topography, the geology, what ore they're going after, um, the different processing they use, the water management. So there's no one size fits all. We have to actually dig into the details. Even designing the investigative programs are different for each site. So, you know, we need to really start at looking at what we have in front of us and drill into the information to find out where we have risks and try and identify those hazards that we need to mitigate. And for each of those individual things, we need to actually address them for whatever's applicable. So it could be a different technology. It could be just a way of managing materials. We might need containment aspects that help to um, say, keep uh, materials from being exposed to certain conditions. Uh, because for example, waste rock or the tailings, when they're exposed to sort of cycles of water and air, uh, they can break materials down. They can have uh, metals leach out. They can have chemical reactions happen where acids produced and that causes more metals to leach out. So there's lots of different things that we can do to try to mitigate. So you mentioned that every mine site is unique and that the approach to waste management in turn has to be unique. What are some of the other considerations you've had to work with in that regard? I guess the other thing is that because we have so much waste to deal with, and you know, just to put that in perspective, you know, when you mine, say, gold or silver or copper, over 99, 95 to 99% of the materials you pull out of the ground, that's going to be considered waste. 
<laughs> so it's a lot compared to the ore you actually use. So we have a lot of materials, and so they, these can be very massive structures. We often have to store water and mine waste materials together, so we'll put them behind dams. And there's a lot of pressures behind dams we need to manage too, right? They are facilities that last forever, right? We're building new landfills, so that's very unique compared to other industries when they have waste materials. And it's not like we can just send them away somewhere else for somebody else to manage. They're on our property, they're on that land that we're next to it, and we, we don't have control over what or who may be next to us either. So there's lots of different things to consider. Are you looking for a digitalisation and net zero partner to help you achieve your goals? Join the thousands of AEC and manufacturing customers globally who have turned to VinZero to start their journey toward a net zero future. With 32 offices around the world, VinZero can connect you to the right technologies and workflow processes, so you can maintain your competitive position and increase profitability. VinZero has an industry expert to help you navigate the best pathway forward, wherever you are on your digitalization and net zero journey. Visit VinZero.com to find out more. So how do you help create value in waste for the mining sector? Yeah, so a few different ways that we can create value. And I'll start with just saying that there's value that can be created both for the mine owner as well as for others in society. So on the mining side, there's lots of stuff already being done in mining to create more value. We're also looking at how can others we use whatever we do have to um, create or develop or or buy you know for example equipment we can either purchase that or we can do this uh, equipment as a service kind of models and things like that that fit into circularity so that they're being maintained more appropriately the value of those things are being maintained longer they can be used by others so there's a lot of activity in that area and then on the regenerate side, you know, so historic practices, as I mentioned, they used to be sort of walk away and leave it there. That is no longer allowed. There's no mine is allowed to do that. If there's mines doing that, they're breaking the law, basically. So all mines needed to be designed and developed with closure in mind. We need to know how we want to close, reclaim, uh, revegetate, and recreate those ecosystems that were there previously. And I guess what I would say is that's a good way to turn it back to as close to as what it was before. But there's a lot of other opportunities in the circularity aspect that I like to highlight. So we've created all this infrastructure. We've brought in energy systems. We've brought in probably water treatment systems. And if there are locals within the region how else might they want to use that land, those infrastructure? How can we reuse the land to maintain that level of economic progress that has been brought into the region? There's a lot of bigger opportunities in terms of how might locals within the region want to reuse those uh, infrastructure? How might they want to redevelop the land for other purposes? Because when you bring in a mine, you are changing that economic 
development within the region. And so, you know, there's these uh, transition phases that companies plan for, but it's much nicer if we can transition them to other types of jobs or owning new companies and developing their own economic prosperity, really, with things that have been brought in by the mine. So, you know, there's lots of cool ideas out there about new industrial uses, recreational uses. Think of things like mini ski hills and zip lining and tourism, things like that, but also just farming or energy development for the region. There's all kinds of different ways that that land and those infrastructure could be used. And so you mentioned as part of the conversation that there's a lot to be said for community collaboration. How do you actually gain trust with the community when it comes to these types of projects? Yeah, so, you know, community engagement is uh, gaining more and more and more traction over time and it's getting more rigorous over time. And we've all learned that um, being as open and transparent as possible is key. It needs to be a two-way process uh, because you do want to not just be informing and telling, you want to be hearing uh, listening for what are the concerns and how they would like to be involved, right? Any community that's there. Um, and the more open companies are to doing that, it may take, sometimes it can take a little longer on a project just because it's been such a low trust environment over the years. Um, but the companies that do it well actually find their projects um, at the very early stage, they take a bit longer, but once they get moving, they're full steam ahead, they go faster, they get their permits faster, and they move at advanced speeds compared to others. So uh, there's, a, there's a lot. Um, and, and, you know, you just have to keep the promises that you make, right? And to drive adoption of these approaches and, as you've said, the available technologies, what is it you think is needed? So I think a lot has to do just with awareness of what's out there already. There is so much technology already available and there's a lot of technology that's been proven say at a small scale or in other industries and so the mining sector is getting better at sharing information with other companies and in particular they're working together now on technologies that solve challenges that they all face. And so in, in the realms of safety, environment, social practices, mining companies are actually working together to resolve those things. And they're pooling money together to do that, to help share costs and move it quicker. And so what I would say is, you know, <laughs> there is this, uh, like, what's in it for me? Uh, you know, I found in my uh, days of trying to convince you know, companies of which sustainable things that we should advance on. And, and they're always, you know, what's in it for me? And what companies are starting to realize is that it's more about what do the others want? Because nowadays, if you want a permit or a social license to operate, if community doesn't agree with what you're proposing, you're at risk of not getting your license to move it ahead anyways. So it's no longer what's in it for me, it's in what's in it for them, what's in it for us, right? And how can we work together to have benefits all around? The enablement part is really 
something that follows that, right? So what helps us understand what are those opportunities that are applicable to us is having transparency on data and um, sharing the information amongst each other. As I mentioned with the different companies talking to each other, we're no longer always working in silos. In Canada, we're seeing a lot more uh, with the engagement with Indigenous communities, First Nations, um, we're starting to bring in the traditional knowledge. How can we utilize what others know that we don't know, right? And helping to work together to resolve some of these challenges too, because folks who've lived on the land for a long time, they know what nature can do. So I think it's a really interesting time right now where there's these shifts we're seeing that this Companies are starting to open up, they're working together, they're working with communities closer and um, really moving that forward. So the other thing that we're seeing is not just mining companies talking to each other, but other suppliers that are working directly with mining companies to uh, create new technologies or new processes to really sort those things out. But we're also seeing suppliers work together. So they're starting to sort of almost plug and play a little bit to come up with really unique solutions. So there's that. And then I guess the final thing I would say is that incentive mechanisms, uh, regulations or policies that tell companies they have to do certain things never hurts, right? We've moved a long ways on the environmental uh, side of things and also on the social, but I would say that the first pushes were from those regulations that got us moving in that direction. Certainly lots to think about. So when you think future about the mining industry, what is it that excites you the most? There is a lot of change happening right now, and it's fast. It's really fast. (laughs) Um, We've got so much new technology. We've got a lot more collaborative uh, research and development and technology development between those different companies, as I mentioned. Um, There's a lot more transparency with data And it's becoming a lot easier to get your hands on data with that whole movement around digitization. Uh, A lot of companies are looking at machine learning and AI and how they can use that to better understand their systems or see patterns in how they're operating. And then, I don't know, I was at a conference just a a couple of weeks ago now, and I'm starting to see with all of these conferences, the, the center stage topics are ESGs and sustainability and and transparency and it's really exciting because you know i guess in the early days of sustainability (laughs) i felt like i was banging my head against the wall all the time and trying to convince people uh of the need to move things forward and it's no longer the case you can people ask you how can we do this or you know they already have their goals and their targets set they want to know how much more they can do and they can do it effectively so it's I think uh, really exciting times. Well Karen thank you for joining us and it's certainly um, good news that we have people like yourself bringing data information and people together. Thanks yeah it's exciting so thanks for having me today. This podcast was brought to you by VinZero. VinZero helped the AEC and manufacturing industries keep pace with digital change and achieve their technological and sustainability leadership goals. VinZero is a company that cares about creating and building a better world. 
Together, we are working with industry and environmental experts, providing forums and platforms through our Vinzero Think community to create conversations that matter to our future generations. We invite you to join in the conversation and participate in our Think community. Like and subscribe to Think Future to stay up to date with the latest innovations and conversations as we take AEC and manufacturing around the world closer to zero. You can download our podcasts at vinzero.com or from your favourite podcast platform. From Vinzero Think Future, thanks for listening.